right. Hope everyone's having a beautiful Sunday. I have two very special guests on the line. You guys are in for a treat. They uh, have both struggled with Lyme disease. They have both lived selfless lives and started joining the fight, bringing awareness to those in need and suffering. That being said, without further ado, let me welcome to Unmuzzled Chat. So uh, we have Terry and Kate on the line. How are you guys doing today? Great, James. It's great to talk with you. Hi. All right. Well, let's try to pick up voices and so the listeners can determine who is who. Terry, you want to say hello? <laughs> Terry here. All right, Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. I'm her daughter. Wow. I've been so blessed. Thank you guys so much. There's there's a lot I could dive into about these ladies and how they have helped me facing, you know, with the battle I've been faced with regarding my Lyme disease. And they showed up in a very selfless way. Oh, we're going there, ladies. I'm sorry. Bear with me. But they showed up in a very selfless way and got conferenced in on a call with my own family to help share the light on my battle. And it really was a turning point for me personally um, to where my family could more effectively get behind the battle I was faced with. So, ladies, I want to I want to just thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing that. It truly was a turning point for me and I'm just so grateful you guys clearly have amazing hearts and I appreciate you well you're so welcome James and it's our way of paying it forward yeah mm. there's so many people helped us on our journey with Lyme yeah and it's been a long journey you know right oh my gosh so I guess just to kick things off you're, you, in ways, you guys are fellow believers. Uh, I know Kate was uh, explaining things a little di- different than. It, I mean, you can you can put it in your own words. I mean, I believe in God and my Savior Jesus Christ, but I find it beautiful, nonetheless, that people. That's just my walk, right? But there's obviously blessing that people find going down those roads on just just their spiritual journey in this life. And it sounds like, to me, this was very instrumental in your lady's journey of healing and obviously to where, where you guys are so selfless in showing up, for me, a complete stranger at the time. And, yeah, if you want to tell us a little about that, that would be... I'd love to hear it. Well, I know God has been with us the whole time uh, on this journey when I was very sick and and didn't think I was going to live to see another day. Wow. And, um, you know, people were put into my life that were God sent. Mm -hmm. And I I am just so grateful to be here because 
my prognosis wasn't very good. I, I was dying. And, you know, I, I, I prayed and hoped and wished that, that things would turn around in my life. And, um, you know, I, I was very fortunate to have a sister who had been treated successfully at Invita. And when mm. I don't think my family realized how sick I was, because with yeah. Lyme, you look okay. Right. You just don't feel okay. Mm. You, you feel like crap. And there's various symptoms. Everybody has different symptoms. I had over a dozen symptoms. And everybody's a little bit different. And that's just the way Lyme attacks the body. But we can get into that another time. But right. I just know that, I, you know, reaching out to Invita was um, a godsend. Dr. Dino at Invita mm. is very faith-based. Um, he's 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 a messenger from God. He's he's on this earth to, for a purpose, and it's to heal people and help people. Right. And you know, one of the first things they do when you get to Invita for treatment is give you the forgiveness prayer, because a lot of the emotional trauma and stress that we go through as children and into adulthood is not resolved, and it hides mm. and harbors itself in our bodies. Right. So, you know, that getting your mindset in the right place is, is half the battle with making sure the treatments are going to be that more effective. It's it's indescribable in a way, and hopefully, I mean, it will be ad nauseum and endless um, episodes, I believe, where I'll maybe eventually I'll humanly be able to grasp, in a way, uh, the spiritual side of things being that pivotal moment for me to where things got aligned kind of just not coincidentally like like it was it was faith building in a, in a way for me that hey there is something deeper here because in my darkest hour when I'm I'm hitting my knees and and I'm genuinely seeking guidance and I need assistance like my goodness that's where just organically I I get connected to such amazing folk like yourselves and everything starts falling into place so I feel like that can be the foundational stone for someone suffering and struggling to kind of really hand their lives over and really go down that road to where because otherwise I feel without that you could potentially find the right doctor this and that um, it's just a lot harder road when oh, you're not tapping into the, the blessings where things just happen. I don't know, for lack yeah. of better words. And, yeah. yeah, Kate, did you have uh, stuff you wanted to share in regard to that? Yeah, I think that, like, you know, it's, it's really hard going through life without feeling connected to something. Right. Whatever that is that everyone believes in, as long as it's something that's going to, like, help you be connected to, like, the truth of everything, connected to yourself, and make you a better person. And the issue with getting sick with something like a disease like this is it just makes you feel so sick that you can't be connected to anything around you. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I personally am one of those people that believes that everything that happens in my life has some kind of meaning. Whether yes. that is meaning for me to help someone, for me to be helped by someone else, for me, for an opportunity to learn. And so a lot of, like, when something bad happens to me, I reflect and be like, okay, where was this my lesson? And what can I take from this and move forward from? And I think that that is a really, really incredible, powerful tool to think about Lyme disease and getting sick like this. Otherwise, it's just going to put you in this mindset of, like, poor me. Yes. Why did this have to happen to me? 
And right. like the person that I am now, because I went through this, is someone I would have never become without catalysts like this in wow. my life. Um, for the better. Like I'm, I'm. It has radically transformed me in ways that I really needed a punch in my butt um, <laughs> to become someone else. And so I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's gotta work. That's that's the source. Everything good in this world at work coming wow. through me in my life, pointing me in the right direction where I can be like the most of service in my life to myself or to others. Wow. Um, I should. I mean, by myself, I mean to become a better person. Right. So yeah, I, I, it's an incredibly powerful thing to hold with you. So that you can also emotionally heal from how negative an experience it is being sick with it. Right. Wow. You ladies are touching on something so profound because it's it's interesting. <laughs> like we we almost curse all that at, at, at our lowest points, and because mm-hmm. we don't oh, we don't yeah. understand any better, you know. And there's other right. there's other traumas in our lives that like, kind of push us away from the spiritual journey and seeking. And it's to our own detriment. It's crazy. How do we yeah. k- take down that barrier to the people? And and because it's to their own detriment that they block that off even further and don't. So just to be open, if 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 there's anything like a starting point for someone suffering, to be open, to seek seek that, humble yourself, let go of pride, let go of ego, let go of those traumas and those scars and those human relations because the spiritual side of things, when you feel that love for you and all humanity yeah. and that connection, miracles take place, healing happens. Now your emotional state improves to where it's not going to hinder your your healing journey oh we could turn this into a whole spiritual episode but i know you (laughs) ladies have so much knowledge online you've experienced it i mean it even just goes to show how important it is for awareness and to really dive into everything because in a way you guys have become your own healers you've been become in ways your own doctor you've become in ways uh yeah, your own your own doctor essentially, right? And it's like, why is that? You know, there's uh, honestly, yes. I actually think the issue with that is like, it's not that we've become our own doctors; it's that we, as a society, Expert. specifically Western medicine, have moved away from a mindset where yes. the patient knows their body best, and instead mm. we've moved into a mindset where agency and autonomy belongs to the doctor before it belongs to the patient. Oh, wow. So, like, in my mom's case, where, like, one of the first times that she tried to really seek help from a doctor, she was diagnosed with clinical depression. Um, which, like, oh, <laughs> they tried to give me antidepressants, and I said, Oh, my I'm gosh. Not, not depressed. I'm yeah. not impressed, but I don't feel well. Wow. And, like, with me, I had so many different infections. I was so blatantly immune-caught. But we can dive into that, like, later. Um, but yeah. doctors for me, it's up to a point where they didn't, they don't want to believe it. And, you know, maybe that is part of like, you know, we're in Canada, we don't have the best medical system. Yes. Part of it is like a woman is also tends to be like a little bit less seriousness taken there, but there's an epidemic for every single person, no matter what geographic they are in Western right. medicine, where they are not listened to by the people that are supposed to be experts in their bodies. Right. And that's the reality is they're not, but they wow. act as if they are. And so that's a massive issue in this. Yes. Listeners, these ladies, wow. It, I cannot wait till they come and visit here in Arizona and we have them in person on a muzzled chat. They, Their personal stories, your jaws will hit the floor. These ladies were fighting tooth and nail. 
they had it so bad. In fact, I believe Kate, um, the doctors, you can tell me if I'm misspeaking here, but the doctors in Vita, after that extensive blood work came back, she singularly was the worst case of Lyme that Mbita had ever seen. And it had... No. I'm, okay. I'm going to correct you there, James. So correct. I wasn't the worst case of Lyme, but there's something um, yes. in the United States when it comes to testing with Lyme disease okay. they call different bandwidths and CDC positive. So there's a lot of um, ambiguity and like subjectivity within Lyme disease testing. So there are other places that use a lower bandwidth in which to say that you have Lyme disease. Okay. Uh, and we can get into what that means exactly. And there's other ones that use higher. CDC positive is extremely hard to achieve. It means you have an incredibly high active infection. And so for Invita, usually only the top 5 to 10% of their patients end up get becoming CDC positive. So I was in that like 5%, 10% range of some of the oh. worst infections they've seen. Wow. So not the worst. Okay. I don't okay. think they can find the worst you know, yeah, that's very wise. I'm okay. I humbly take my place. No, that's that's awesome. Um, wow, where were we going with that before I just intruded with? I mean, because you both, you both had your battles, and I know Terry's. Oh man, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait. So, obviously, feel free to share uh, any any personals along the way, but we will we will keep their specific deep dive stories to being in person but um let's take a look oh, yeah we already touched on why essentially it is <laughs> that you know what you know regarding Lyme because we do unfortunately need to become the experts to an extent because so let's just dive into that a bit because western medicine sure. has been huh they've not just been uneducated like intentionally it seems uh they became yeah. become the actual problem to why this is the quiet epidemic yeah and it's often because they're taught that Lyme disease is, is uh, very minuscule, mm -hmm. um, mostly in people's heads, you know, and they, they're looking for a tick bite and right. it's presenting within the first two weeks with a bullseye circle. Well, most of the people that have been bitten by a tick that I knew about and talked to at Invita when I was there don't even recall getting a tick bite and the ones mm. that did have a tick bite didn't recall the bullseye so that only happens in a very small percentage of cases so that's part of the misinformation that doctors aren't even aware of right um and then you know in the old days yeah you got a tick bite they would call it a spider bite if they did present with the bullseye circle around it interesting that's what happened to me yeah i mean wow they just Dismiss it, and, and they don't give you antibiotics. Now it's, it's known that if you have experienced a tick bite and you have, you get presented with that bullseye or not, the doctors will now, with some uh, persuasion, administer two weeks of antibiotics, oral antibiotics, which is helpful oh. because you don't want the Lyme to get a hold of your immune system. Right, If you right. can treat it right away with those antibiotics, you're bold. You're good. But if, it's, it, yeah. if, it, if the Lyme's allowed to live in your body and mm -hmm. it buries itself in the tissue, yes. and, the, and I'm going to get a little technical here, it ha 
it's a spirochete. So it's, right. it's, a, it's similar, in fact, to a syphilis spirochete in that it buries itself in the tissue so your immune system doesn't recognize it. But it also has a biofilm mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. And if you do not have the, the methods to get rid of that biofilm, it doesn't matter what you do for a treatment, it's not going to work. And that's right. why I interviewed so many doctors here in Canada before I went to Invita, because I was armed with a little bit of knowledge. Just half an hour speaking with Dr. Dino and, or the doctor that I worked with when I was at Invita, and you get educated to a point where you can ask some really um, basic questions and know whether or not this doctor understands Lyme to the detail or level that they need to, to be able to treat you successfully. Mm. And one of them is, do they know about the biofilm around the spirochete? And if so, because mm. most won't, if they do know about it, how do they get rid of the biofilm? And most people don't know how to do that. Right. And so that's where chelation comes in as part of the treatment, and we can talk about treatment on another, on another time, but mm-hmm. if you... You know, that's why people can be, one of the doctors I interviewed up here in Canada, he's treated lots of patients here, and it costs typically thirty to 40000 over two to three years. And the people don't get better because all he is able to administer is oral antibiotics. That mm-hmm. also was like 15 years ago, so that, that would be significantly more expensive. Today. Yeah, now that's, yeah, it's correct. That was 15 years ago. I also kind of want to point out for people that, like, don't understand these terms, spirochete literally just looks like a corkscrew. And yes. the, it allows the um, bacterium to just literally corkscrew itself into your deep tissue. Yeah. Uh, and in that way, your immune system and then antibiotics can't reach it within the bloodstream. And then the biofilm, we all have bio, biofilms in your body right now. It's in my body. It's in everyone's body. It's part of how our bodies um, get free radicals and um, any kind of bacteria the viruses right. are killing and get it out of the body. But there are certain um, bacteria and other kind of, it's really rare to occur in nature, but it does happen, uh, where they can just collect that biofilm around them, and it mm. makes it so that any antibiotic or um, your immune system can't actually connect onto that spirochete and then kill it. Um, but there's another level to that as well, because as another added level of protection, uh, the spirochetes actually will go through your body and collect free radicals, but more so heavy metals to mm. stick into that biofilm so that there's no way that your immune system or an antibiotic can possibly penetrate it and kill it. It is an incredibly right. sophisticated, incredibly intelligent bacteria. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that from doctors myself personally with my own two ears on multiple occasions. Yeah. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. It's alarming. Folks, like, we're not to walk in fear, but this is obviously something that should raise that red flag to, hey, we yeah. all need to d- do this deep dive. And it's interesting yeah. to really drive that point home with Western medicine. They they don't know any better. So many of these doctors, they don't know any better. And it's crazy because yeah. they speak out on it as if they know better because that's what they were indoctrinated with. That's what they were taught. They were right. taught that this is easily treatable antibiotics it's not that big of a deal some of them won't even accept the word chronic with Lyme and that is that has been extremely dangerous and extremely detrimental to these poor folks that keep ending up with this issue so they'll talk down on these naturopathic doctors without even 
doing their due diligence and looking into these naturopathics also have their MD. They also have all these other accredited, um, I don't even know. I, I need to honestly make that list like Dr. Dino and his whole team there. It's a, it's a list where your, your MD, it, you just laugh. Like that's all you have. Literally, that's all you have in the MD talks as though the others are not necessarily in the know. It's like, dude, you did the bare minimum, the bare minimum. And you speak as though, you know, these are specialized, you know, individuals that actually come from a humble place because they realize the MD side of things, their patients weren't getting better. So they dove deeper and deeper and deeper. And next thing you know, they found out that pharmaceuticals more often than not, the majority of the time are just a band-aid. It's not addressing the issues at hand. So they, they, yes. So typically what happens is they, they'll, for chronic Lyme cases, they'll administer oral antibiotics, which may put the symptoms at bay for a while, but as soon as they go off, the symptoms return. So you're not treating the whole issue. More likely, right. depending on whether they're dealing with a dormant or active infection, yes. you can actually trigger infection and you get sicker faster. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that get put on these oral antibiotics, they might see relief for like a week or two, and then it will be a spiral yes. because the Lyme knows it's being attacked, and it will start attacking your body back That's um, so in wild. order to survive, right? Right. Well, plus it's ruining the gut biome because yeah, uh, right. Lyme loves living in the gut because it's a warm, moist place, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, the oral antibiotics are just a trigger for it to... I mean, I don't understand how the doctors end up stuck at the, at the place they do because it, it, in my chimp brain, it makes sense as to, oh, wow, you fresh bit and it's in your blood system. Antibiotics are very effective. Like, they'll, they'll be basically traveling through the same highways the infections at mm-hmm. boom and it's gone right yeah. not a problem but being a spiral key once it gets into the tissue it's a whole different issue right well, it, it's just antibiotics now are basically rendered worthless because like this spiral key has been found not just past the blood brain barrier but in ligament tissue even bone marrow yeah what freaking mm-hmm. antibiotic yeah. is going to knock it out of that you know right right yeah it's it it does boil my blood here a little bit because, you know, it is it's just perpetuating the issue. And we've been too entrusting in these institutions. We haven't ensured to the betterment of humanity and our children even that things are operating from the educational side of things, the pharmaceutical side of things that that, that they're operating as designed, even from the health organizations, the CDC. I mean, just you name it. It all it all could be revamped or maybe most effectively taken down brick by brick and rebuilt, you know, in a way where it is now fulfilling what's in our best interest. Right. Yeah. I think um, the one thing we have to do in terms of raising awareness, but also changing our mindsets and our mind frame is we have to become our own health, advocate Ooh, I like no that. one's going to come and save us yes no one's no one's coming with an answer yes you know, when we're trying hard to breathe and, right. and thinking we don't have another day left in us right we have to we have to seek out the treatments that are put in our path or we seek them out and they resonate with us right and and god god knows 
because of our <laughs> oh here I'm going to get spiritual again. Oh, we have I love an inner it. knowing, and when it resonates with that inner knowing, we know we're on the right path. Right. And when you learn information, it either resonates or it doesn't, and mm. so that will lead you to to the proper treatment and proper and proper um, advice. But it, until we become our own health advocate and take that sovereignty back, yes, because most people place it outside of themselves in right. the hands of a doctor or some other person or yes. professional, and that person doesn't have all those answers. They are not living in your body. They're not experiencing your symptoms, and you have to you have to take that torch and run with it. As, as energy depleting as it is at times, mm -hmm. it's life saving. If I hadn't done that for me, I wouldn't be here. And, wow. and I mean, we just have to get out of that mindset that someone else is in control other than God and take back our power to make decisions and discern for ourselves what the best outcome and treatment is for us. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you got that sorted and to still be here with us. We need more warrior women such as yourself. <laughs> You're a godsend, undoubtedly. Well... Yeah, it is, it is interesting that with what you're touching on there, undoubtedly is so crucial. And with that, how do we really achieve it in a effective way? No individual can necessarily shoulder this burden upon themselves, especially up uh, going against these big schooling institutions yep. and pharmaceutical companies and health organizations. And I mean, they've been... I mean, let's just call it for what it is. They've been infiltrated. They're about money. They're not yeah. about health anymore. Yeah. So so it's through this collectively no, and through a community, through movements, through awareness, through uniting that we can effectively ensure that better tomorrow. That, and, and, and I know there's so many future points here that we're even going to touch on, but it's all encompassed right here. We must bring awareness to, to essentially because – like, let's just transition into the testing. The testing is an issue. I also believe they described that in such a simplistic way for me where it was like keys or the markers to like the key. Uh, uh, my goodness, was it in that silent epidemic? Because they when they initially introduced a vaccine for Lyme, they removed two of the key markers for diagnosing. Lyme and now for Western medicine to this day uh, there's only like 10 markers or less or something to get your Lyme positive diagnosis and it takes five of them for, through Western medicine to get your Lyme positive diagnosis now when they introduced the Lyme vaccine that epically supposedly failed, they removed two of those markers because they didn't want false positives happening because two of those markers were included in that vaccine. Now, the reality of it is I didn't get that vaccine. You didn't get that vaccine. No one really alive today has gotten that vaccine. But what they haven't done is reintroduce those two markers they removed from the testing. So defectively it's defective science to this day and as to why it's even perpetuating like the misdiagnosis the most uh, it now being the most undiagnosed disease known to man because the testing itself is defective yeah. you know yeah. um go ahead it's uh, up in canada here we have what's called the western blot mm. and they'll only do it if you had a tick bite within the last 
No, that's not true. No, I, I've gotten four Western blot tests in my life. Yeah. And there was only one that happened after I got a bite. And I'm, I, so, in my case, just for reference, because there's going to be like two points to talk about, I was very sick as a kid, so the doctors and the think that I was born with Lyme, because I had many, many symptoms all throughout my childhood. But I was bit by something when I was 19, um, and they thought it was a spider bite, and I'm, that's when I started developing symptoms for Bartonella, which was mm. one of the co-infections I had. So just trying to differentiate those two, mm-hmm. um, because I'm very convinced I had Lyme when I was younger as well. Right. Um, but they put me for a test after that, and multiple other times, because I've done four total in the last wow. <laughs> And they well, all came back negative, despite being CD positive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a circus. Um, yeah. It's so important. So the only reliable test that I think you can do is is uh, the hygienic test. Right. And looking at symptoms, and that's one thing that the Invita doctors did so well is that they 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 hear you, they listen to you, they take down all of your symptoms, and mm. um, I mean that's how I knew my treatment was effective because the hygienic test came back. Um, you had bands, so you had bands, but, but it wasn't—it wasn't a really positive. Yes, one hundred percent, you've got Lyme, but it was enough with the symptoms that I started the treatment. Right. And I kept track of the journal every day of what my symptoms were, and then what the treatments were. And then it was—it was really great thing to do because you know you're so focused on treating, getting treatment, and and doing your home care, and and just trying to feel better that it would take me weeks, and then I'd look back in my journal and go, oh, yeah, I don't experience that anymore. Oh, yeah, that's gone, too. So that's Isn't how it I crazy? knew the treatment was effective. Yes. And when I got back here to Calgary and, and had to follow up with a lot of the, um, you know, I put a lot of uh, irons in the fire before, well, as I was trying to discover what was wrong with me for two and a half years, hmm. um, I had to follow up with infectious disease doctors and things like that, and hmm. You know, they couldn't believe the difference in me that I had zero symptoms when I came back, but they didn't trust that it was because I had had Lyme treatment. Yeah. And that happens a lot. And the thing that's kind of misunderstood is people think that that's a really good opportunity to get scams. But, like, the reality is how these doctors are doing this. Um, And this happened with one patient who was there when I was there. If your test results are really low, like my mom's was, to the point where it's obvious that you have antibodies, but that's not entirely fully conclusive, then they go off of symptoms. And so she obviously had so many symptoms. Um, but if there's someone who's kind of in that middle range, um, especially like the individual that I went to treatment with, he was really young. He was like 19 years old. Um, and so for him, he's also 19. He's like really energetic. He's still, he's still like he's about 45, right? So it's a different experience. Um, but they're going to try to do like at least one or two weeks of rounds of antibiotics, maybe a little bit longer, depending on what they're comfortable with. IV delivered. Yeah, yeah, I do, mm. I be delivered um, uh, to see what the reaction is. Because if you have Lyme disease, those antibiotics will feel like hell. And you will start right. having reactions to the antibiotics. If you do not have Lyme disease, and, you know, antibiotics are very wide range. They do affect other things, but especially the ones that you use is a really, really specific mm-hmm. um, to the specific one that you have as well. Um, you'll see a reaction. And so for him, he was there for a month, and he didn't end up having any reactions. And so it was like, hey, this isn't working. It's we can't in good faith probably continue doing the treatment. Right. Um, and so wow. you know, maybe he doesn't have Lyme disease, and you know, maybe he does, and he's just so young and that he was able to withstand the reactions. Who knows? But like that also is part of it. These people are not here 
to not help you or scam you or take advantage of you. Right. Wow. Terry's uh, testimonial there, like you were even share on the whole journaling resonated with me so profoundly because like there I was journaling beforehand and then amongst the treatment and it's we're just so human that we're going through the motions and obviously had the Herx reaction that, you know, like, which is a good indicator is to, oh, things are working, even though they've gotten worse. But with the journaling, like, because now out outside of it, it's all fog. It's such a fog and I'm so human and it's so hard to even articulate and grasp and walk through. And then I go through the journal and it just brings so much enlightenment and clarity and holy smokes like guys like you don't even realize how sick you are until you're kind of breathing again (laughs) or reborn that's for lack of better words i truly feel as i'm being reborn for the first time in my life it's insane see that's hope that's hope right there and you realize that it was the disease and not you Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, to the beginning where you touch on, guys, we look good on the outside. Like it was fitness. I could attribute undoubtedly God, undoubtedly number one God. Secondly, I truly feel like fitness has kept me like you take that one out. I'm pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of things you take out. You could potentially take out even family, even though, uh, you know, that posed its challenges. I mean, who's just to say. Right. But. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was my point with that? Um, James moment. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot. Oh, the line brain moment. Oh, is that right? Line brain. Yeah. I've been yeah, seeing. Well, everyone's like that. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah, some of the protocols they do. Um, the nurses uh, will be, stay talking to you. Yeah. Uh, as you're doing something called IRAP, where they, part of the procedure is lowering your blood sugar. And they talk to you so they can find out when your blood sugar gets really bad because you can't speak anymore mm. with the Lyme. And, like, it's not even always just blood sugar. Like, we all have brain fog, too. So it's like yes. whenever you're getting treatment and you're in a room with, like, five other people who have Lyme, it's really entertaining to try and have a conversation. Holy smokes. Um, it's, it is such a not Like, everyone with Lyme. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, I've been asking my listeners here what do we call that just james moment but lime brain there we go lime brain lime Lime moment Uh, lime brain well i appreciate you ladies well my gosh how do we move the needle in the right direction we need to help others we need to help structure things you know what are some of the sources of information that you would recommend for folks whether i mean everyone needs to be in the know like whether you're dealing with yeah. if, if if this is resonating with you or not, or you're thinking on behalf of someone else that's, you know, just been kind of depressive, not functioning, down and out, it, d- t- complaining about pains and brain fog and just not wanting to be here. Like everyone know, knows that person. Like, oh, listen, so <laughs> many people are misdiagnosed with things like MS. Oh, yeah. And RA, rheumatoid arthritis and and fibromyalgia, and um, even IBS, like, all of these can be symptoms for Lyme disease, mm-hmm. underlying Lyme disease, and mm-hmm. people don't realize it. And the other thing is that Lyme, if it gets past the blood-brain barrier, can cause lesions in your brain. Yeah. And often that is misdiagnosed as MS. Well, do they know what MS is caused from? No. 
Mm. So why isn't someone looking into that, and why isn't it lying? Same with fibromyalgia. With fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, all of that. I mean, I went through all the testing for those things, and I didn't, I, I didn't get diagnosed with that stuff. But mm. I had a lot of the same symptoms, which is pretty incredible. But, uh, you know, I have, I have someone I know who was diagnosed with MS, and wow. when I spoke with him, this was probably 10 years ago, he went down to Invita, and sure enough, he has Lyme disease, and he went through some of the treatment and then quit early, went home, and now is, you know, I think he's walking with two canes because he just didn't follow through. Wow. Yeah. It is important wow. to note, too, that the only reason why we keep talking about Evita is because that has been, like, our main uh, interactions with learning about this. Right. Um, story with so oh. many people that get oh, yeah. there. But they started doing Lyme uh, and focusing on Lyme because they were teaching, um, treating cancer very early on, like, very, very bad, late end stage. Everyone told to go home and die cancer, and they were kind of the last built place. Um, and so they were successfully treating really, really terrible cancers uh, without chemotherapy and radiation in the right. early days. Now right. they use really targeted chemotherapy, um, which is really cool stuff, but and it causes you to the Anyway, so some of these patients ended up coming back with progressive cancer. And one of the number one reasons for cancer coming back is because of the use of chemotherapy and radiation. Anyway, damage it is for the body and toxicity. Uh, and then Dino at the time was researching the connection between Lyme disease and cancer, and he found that every single patient that came back with um, cancer that had come back that they'd treated before ended up having Lyme disease. And so that's why they started studying this. It's because right. there was a massive overlap between very aggressive cancers and people with Lyme. And also, 9 out of 10 yes. of their breast cancer patients had Lyme as the underlying cause. Yeah, that's a wild stat. Yeah. I mean, it truly does go to, go without saying as to why. I mean, because we've known how big Lyme, uh, an issue Lyme was, and then how, oh, wow, is it coincidental or is it intentional as to how mm. they played with the markers and just uh, just everything like this. Mm. Yeah, this very well. I mean, th these studies across the board yesterday need to be taking place. Yeah. That would be fairly easy to do for cancer clinics around uh, around the globe, essentially, to start accumulating yeah. that data. We need to do those calls to action. We need to challenge these institutions to do this. And obviously, mm -hmm. the more we can be organized and moving the needle forward on this, then obviously, okay, we're not necessarily a target because Big Pharma can't can't really come after all of us per se. But, right. you know, uh, but it, it, to get that level of organization, organization and move that needle in the right direction, I mean, it just on the cancer side of things, like it is, to me, undeniably a road that we must go down as a society period and it is obviously going to have an astronomical blessing uh to everything else such as ms arthritis those other 300 illnesses that have been attributed directly correlating to lyme um all under immune related issues like this would be huge because it's getting to the root of the actual issue and it's and it's very alarming. Oh, why isn't it? Well, why? It, it kind of goes without saying is people do their research. And I've touched on these things already on this platform. So it's also it would be great to hear from your side. Where does this come from? Is this natural? Is it create man created? Hit it, ladies. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, I did a lot of research back yeah. in the day when I was 
getting treatment because there's nothing else to do while you're sitting there for five or six hours a day. And, uh, you know, it does seem that it is something that came from um, a lab in, in Plum Island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know that it's ever going to be completely revealed or discovered, but there's certainly a lot of coincidence that happened. And, um, you know, if that's the case, then yeah. hopefully someone will be held responsible someday. But in the meantime, I just think, you know, awareness of what the disease actually is, mm-hmm. what the underlying symptoms are so that people get, can get proper testing and diagnosis. Once you have that diagnosis, then you really need to get into the battle of treatments and home therapies and right. what you can do. And, um, you know, you can learn a lot from the Invita website, and that's yes. what I did. I studied all of the videos that Dr. Dino had done and some of the other doctors there, and they quote all the studies, and I've read a lot of the studies that they refer to. And you'll, you'll again, resonate, it'll resonate with you that you're in the right place doing the right thing. Right. Well... It's it's Hopefully obviously you can put that link for Invita in your in the bottom of the Oh for sure. Podcast. Yes. Yes, I'd be be happy to. Yeah. And I mean just for information, people mm-hmm. don't have to get treated there, but at least they're armed with enough. Yeah, they have a lot of information. Right? That they understand what Lyme is, they understand the fire keeps, they understand their life cycle because they reverse themselves every six weeks. That's why the treatment has to last at least eight weeks so that you get the you get that interrupt that reproductive cycle. Now, correct and, me if um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to touch on. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but th- you two have really no affiliations, no personal gain to be plugging Invita specifically. Not at all. No, yeah, at all. zero. Fact, I would it's pay it forward. I was the yes. patient care um, contact for the patient care coordinators there, so that if people did have questions before they went for treatment, they wow. would contact me. Yeah, well, a I lot talked of to people over the last 10 to 12 years about that. That's and like amazing. to give more reference, like I have another friend who has Lyme disease in Canada, um, and she's been treating it with an ND in Canada. She's paid probably the exact same amount of money that yeah. I've paid at Avena. I was there for four months. She's been getting treatment for almost four years in oh Canada. Yeah, I mean, she still is not cured. I have other friends. Um, they, they they got treated here, and it's yeah. taken them years yeah. and hundreds, well, thousands of dollars. Yeah, and I got mine in eight weeks. The right. the point we're making is we're plugging this because it works. Personal and, and testimony. We, we literally don't know anyone else that is doing anything on this level. Right. Uh, we have never even heard of anyone doing anything on this level. And you'll find a lot of patients there that were actually referred to doctors that treat Lyme disease where they felt that the patients were too advanced, and so they told them to go to Abita. Well, I'm super excited to because they're not only on the front lines with the cutting edge on the treatment protocols, and I, I can personally testify as to being the most, because I have yet to build up the funds to afford their treatment i would love to futuristically speaking 100 percent. why even roll the dice or gamble but it's it i've been blessed with another protocol luckily thank god to you know have the feeling of being reborn and i just can't even oh i can't even express like guys there's hope for anyone and don't don't let the finances even i i mean that's just where it's so important on the awareness side of things because invita once again well, I'm jumping too many places in my brain. Don't let the finances hinder you. 
there's ways yeah. we could take action. And that's where I, I do want to get a specific build out from these doctors say, hey, look, what is the most affordable and the heavy hit hitting like blood work minimally yeah. someone can do right and to where maybe it is that Igenix lab. Maybe it's the other one like the Igenix lab that's close to half half of the cost of the Igenix, you know, and. Right. Anyway, get things structured to at least get the needle moving in the right direction. And then based on that yep. minimal, like to have the, the, those Lyme literate doctors look that over and as to, yeah, we really need to move forward with this. Then, guys, there's there's so many amazing options out there. There's grants. There's godly people. There's people with a big heart. And the GoFundMe's can be yep. such a blessing. There's so many there's so many things like this platform. I'd love to have you on. You get that blood work. You kind of have a direction or, or any way we could help champion your battle here in this life. That, that's that's what this platform's for. And, uh, you know, there'll be blessing all around, undoubtedly, um, for, for taking that action. So by all means, like, just keep. Yeah, keep trying, taking those baby steps and, and addressing all the angles as to what what is taking place. And your first steps, like we touched on, could be the spiritual side of things. And then everything else, you will be guided. But for folks that aren't struggling, can you see for a moment, like a, a level of selflessness, please, can you see the, the importance? Like if, if, if this is left up to fighting this battle to everyone that's sick guys no wonder the needle hasn't been moving in the right direction it literally takes everyone championing this just like cancer yeah. 20 30 years ago it took everyone acknowledging what a threat this was to finally wake up our institutions to onboard and insurance to onboard and bringing things into towns near you so we can move the needle to where Invita is worldwide, nationally, in a town near you. So you don't got to travel a country uh, away or states um, away or halfway around the world and, and seek the treatment. And Invita is on that front line. They're rolling out the first ever insurance program, from what I recall, come the beginning of the year, um, yeah. where where Lyme itself for the first time will have some type of insurance coverage. I don't know all the deets on that, but I'm super excited for folks because that could be a huge blessing. Yeah, it will be. And we can get you the people that know all about that healthcare program. Oh my gosh. On your podcast. I'd love to have them on hundred percent. It's, it's interesting. My heart really goes out. I was browsing the, Instagram my siblings put together in correlation to the GoFundMe and I and I was seeing some of these pleas of these individuals like what meds are you on James and this and that and it's like like the team that rallied behind me I mean there's there's even some doctors that are a part of this protocol that want entire anonymity and I understand and respect as to why because throughout history they have put together protocols that were very instrumental on helping people and that isn't yeah. good business for big pharma so mm -hmm. all sorts of attacks from financial yeah. personal like even life-threatening so i get it and i'm gonna keep that anonymity but it would be nice 
to get it to a point. And that's where obviously I could champion Invita because they're on the front lines on so many things. And the CDC, the FDA, all these institutions have come after Invita and tried closing their doors on numerous occasions throughout the years. Like, and, and it just, yeah. people, like we need to unite yeah. to ensure a better tomorrow and help folks. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so we touched on, yeah, it's not just in ticks, folks. Like, did we touch on that to an extent? No. Okay. Not yet. Well, this this should raise a flag a little further. I touched on <laughs> it a bit before, but um, it when I asked you guys before, I was like, hey, so ticks are a big problem up in Canada. Uh, you're like, well, they're they're around, but a lot of the Lyme is being spread on, uh, through the mosquitoes and other biting insects. Um, yep. Yeah, and you, any blood-carrying insect, yeah. but it can also be passed through the umbilical cord. If mm. the parent is infected, it can be passed through the semen. Um, um. Yeah, there's more than one way. Yeah, I would say it's actually more common that it's passed and like sexually um, pass on to children in vitro right. um, or even with blood transfusion than it is passed oh with my like gosh. a mosquito or I didn't like, even touch on blood transfusion that's really how it's hurted but like think about it like you know one of us could have donated blood 10 years ago oh yeah um, I mean my I was too low so I never could have I 100% the person receiving that blood had blood now so oh we think about that on and how massive of a level is that going to be not to mention like people with their different partners, like how much, you know, are you exchanging your body fluids if, if someone is infected enough? You just made my heart drop. I've donated blood throughout the years before I knew about Lyme disease. It, you just made my heart yeah. drop. I very well could have caused a healthy individual to fight this same battle. Oh my gosh, by donating blood, I was under the guise yeah. of doing a good thing and helping someone and Oh my gosh. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I think Lyme is such a taboo topic is because aside from the implications of criminality and corruption, like if, even if that doesn't exist, um, which I'm not saying it does, I do believe it exists, um, but this is so widespread on a level that would have to change every single thing in mm. our medical system. Mm -hmm. They literally do not have the ability to, to redo the entire um, blood donation system and I mean, test people for Lyme and figure that out because they don't have proper screen. Yeah, and, but even the testing is so Oh, expensive. we could. We very um, well could. So they just, yeah, they obviously don't because they don't want to go there. I mean, my goodness. Yeah. Like, it, it's become, yeah, it's just corrupted. Man. But, oh, wow. Sorry, you were touching on some really profound things. Wow. Well, we can always expand on them another day. Yes. So, all right, we touched on mosquitoes, and obviously that naturally just touched on why do you feel this hasn't been a part of Western medicine, like, and taught to our doctors. I mean, do we even need, like, we pretty much covered that, and it goes without saying. Uh, and once people, just more people need to do their due diligence. Like, to me, it's black and white. It's not even debatable as to whether or not this was natural or, or man-created. Like, the book Bitten alone ha goes over so much in-depth factual data and from the, what, mad scientist himself, 
that was a part of creating and and diagnosing the first uh well isolating the first actual outbreak of lyme disease out in the wild right there in lyme connecticut where you know the name is de deprived from uh right william Burdort. I, I can't even properly pronounce the gentleman's name but um mm -hmm. yeah it's so we just need people not to take our word for it right just to yeah. okay like raise that eyebrow like this is worth everyone everyone yeah, needs to go down like it, it's just so interesting though we're we've become such a self-serving like society and we've in individuals it's fed into where it's just like eh like because me personally me personally why is it in this day and age in this society i myself so i can't speak out on it with oh pointing the feet because that would be hypocr hypocritical because i didn't know i just knew the bare minimum about lyme that oh doesn't that just suck and you potentially have it for life you know let's it doesn't it come from a tick that's about it that's all i knew like why yeah. is that why is it i personally had to be like uh, on death's door and afflicted and for me to to care right and and it's so i mean i'll just say it one of the doctors said even right here in arizona more than likely one out of ten one out of ten next time you're eating at a restaurant next time you're in a park next time you're anything look around you right now listener if you're in the gym one in ten right here in arizona more than likely have lyme because if you think about it it's been yeah. suppressed for so long like these women are touching on through through the blood transfusions through uh just generational generational uh reproduction and you know families and and it goes dormant i had it for over 30 years you as you're working out yeah. in the gym may in fact have it and not even know you you obviously are being blessed because it's not obviously chronic for you however if you have any level of you know pain throughout the body brain for anything like it th that could be a co-infection that is well, any, yes any, any sudden like any trauma like a car accident or in my case i had could trigger it and then strep throat yes anything like that that can trigger your immune system to well it's already struggling but it can cause your whole immune system to start collapsing and that's when the line takes over and yes it, and then it becomes inexplicable you don't understand what's happening to your body and why you're not feeling well and it just keeps getting worse yes better. And if you apply, you know, pharmaceuticals on top of that, that's another layer of crap that you have to deal with with side effects, and it gets buried. And I think it's just that we just aren't aware enough of what it actually is and could be causing at the, at the, as the root cause of it. Now, Terry, Kate, I would love for you guys to challenge these listeners because it's like, how do we as citizens help with the diagnosing? How do we help with the testing? How do we help with the treatments? How do we help move the needle in the right direction to where we're not freaking dogs chasing our tail, you know, not actually moving? Because at the point we only focus at the point we're afflicted and it's chronic, that's a dog chasing its tail. And that's an issue. And that's why this is the silent epidemic. We need to move. Yeah. So, so what's your call to action for these listeners? It really is just being aware. Um, question, question everything. I, I don't.
just if you're feeling crappy and your doctor's giving you the runaround, yeah. find the right person to talk to, whether it's somebody at Invita or right. a naturopathic doctor who is understanding of Lyme disease and can have the tools to assist you. It's doing that um, due diligence in your homework and researching. Right. Read all you can about Lyme. I think, too, like, um, like, listen to your body and know that health does not work in this realm of give it time and it goes away. Mm. That used to work in a world where, like, our food was incredibly highly nutritious and we were almost, like, overeating the amount of nutrition we needed. Right. It worked when we were all moving. It worked when we didn't have, like, large amounts of stress in our life. And the reality is, is, like, most of the people on this planet, we all come from different families that have experienced really terrible things across, like, the last 100, 200, 300 years, however far you want to go back. Right. And so a lot of us also have chemical markers, which just, like, can cause more, like, issues with illness and nervous system circulation. Yes. So what I'm saying is there's not a person on this planet that is probably born in a capacity where they are can handle the modern world uh, with like 100% your body is where yeah. it needs to do good to go. Right. You have to do so much in your life to build to make that happen. Right. So this idea of time will make it go away does not work. You need to do the work to make your body better and, and find out what's really going on. And the reality is eating healthy like not drinking, not smoking, being active, right. yes. getting enough sleep, dealing with your stress. If that's not making you better, it is something else. Yeah. Mm. Like literally all of the time it's something else. Right. So you have to eat clean. So you've got to get rid of anything that's toxic to your body. So yes. that's pesticides, chemicals. You know, how are, what are your cleaning materials that you're using in your home? Make sure that you're eating as clean as you can, whole foods, organic and um, spring water, clean, clean filters, spring water, wow. no fluoride. Get all that crap out of your body. Give it, give your body a chance. That's what's Kate. Just wow, what a profound hammer you just boom, mic drop, bomb, I, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want to use because it's like, my goodness, if you're doing these basic things, focusing on your sleep, focusing on nutrition, drinking good things, and that's not moving the needle in the right direction, because historically speaking, that was it. That was enough. That's all you needed to do. Now it isn't. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. means that there's an the underlining is an issue. Yeah. Like yes. Our immune systems in our bodies are incredibly yes. simple when they work the right Right. Um, but there are so many things that we are... Well, we're being poisoned chemically. Yeah, like there's there's so many things already that are affecting our body yes. and, and bringing down the immune system. And then on top of like how much nutritional value has been lost in so much of our food because of so many different reasons. So even the bare minimum does not keep you healthy anymore. You have to be really educated on these things in order to become a healthy individual. Yes. But there are a lot of healthy individuals that are not educated on disease and are not educated right. on free radicals. They're not educated on viruses and bacteria. The majority and of doctors. There's not a green shake that's going to cure you of Lyme disease. You, right. know, you have to go and do the hard shit and get rid of it. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, if you got a doctor that wants to put a Band-Aid and they're not, they just, the nurse or whoever it is, you know, the intake individual spends the majority of time and they come through and they flip through a couple pages. Yep, I'm going to uh, take this quick little test. Oh, yeah, you seem depressive. I'm going to write up the script for an SSRI and an antidepressant and this and that. It's like, guys, they do not have your best interests at heart. Like, you need to find no, someone. You know and, and it's easy to vet a doctor nowadays. It's, you could just go in and be like, did you 
guys institutionalize the masks at any point? <laughs> did you did you push for this COVID jab at any point and and not offer a retraction and apology and all these other other things like like th these these are in amazing vetting like questions you know and anyone that wants to just immediately come to a conclusion is to without doing blood work if they want to give you an SSRI or an antidepressant like versus start seeking blood work like oh maybe your hormones are off maybe you're not getting an, an, enough nutrition you're like that's not getting to the root of the issue that's a band-aid and that person bless them whatever they might have the right intent but they don't know any better you need to find doctors that are essentially trying to get to the root of the issue and they're everywhere those doctors are everywhere whether they're lime literate or not the ones that are actually doing the homework, the ones that constantly eat humble pie, that they realize they'll never know everything. That's why they're constantly going to school. They'll never be done educating themselves. They're going to every single medical conference known to man. Oh, are you still with me? Yeah. Oh, and you... Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> you all cleverly uh, sent me a message, and here I am. I can't multitask. That's cute. Well, yeah, we'll we'll be wrapping up here. Um, let's take a look. I just there's a couple other things where. <sighs> sorry, I uh I get pretty amped up, don't I? <laughs> it's all good. It's so easy. Right. <laughs> coming up. Well, well, because we've all been there. Right. And as I go back, it's just like, man, to have ways out because it, it just was perpetuating my suffering, you know, and uh, I, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. So with that being said, let's let's give some hope. Let's give some light. What would you guys say to someone who is struggling with Lyme, someone at the edge wanting to give up, someone who's sick and tired of being sick and tired, someone financially tapped that feels like there's just no way out there drowning what would you say to those individuals? What helped you get through? Never give up hope. You know, there's always a way. And so pray. And and uh, there's things you can do at home in the meantime if you can't afford the treatment. Lyme hates we, uh, heat. So you can do infrared saunas. And you can get some cheap right. ones online. You know, the kind that you just put in a chair and it's like a little tent over you. Mm. Uh, I had a friend who got one of those and it was part of her home therapy for um, a year after she went for treatment. But you can start that on your own um, mm. at home. There's things like uh, ultra liver flushes, which are actually coffee enemas. And those are mm. really healthy to do. Um, it, it produces, it helps produce, the body produce its own um, glutathione, which is antibacterial, antiviral. Mm. There's an antioxidant, antioxidant, and, you know, those are things you can do at home. You just have to watch out that you're going to have some kind of a Herxheimer reaction, and you can research what those are. But when you're Herxing, that's a good thing because it means they're dying off. All those critters are dying off. Right. Right, because that spiral there's keeps... A, there's a lot of yeah. home remedies that you can do. Mm. Salt baths, those types of things are all helpful. Well, um, I kind of have a different approach to this. Okay. I think what I would say is, like, you are here for a reason. You mm. were not given this life to be mundane. You were not given this life Oof. to just, like, 
be here on this planet and experience this disease and that's it. That is not your legacy and that's not the story that you are here to choose. But sorry, that you are here to live. But you do have the choice to live that if you want. Choice. Or yeah. you have the choice to live something significantly bigger than Oof. that. A life that is filled with so much love and so much light and so much hope that this suffering that's happening right now is like a joke. It's a laugh. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I went through that. Yes. Because there's so much possibility for something better in Oof. your life. Yeah. And the reality too is like I look at a lot of these things and view it as, okay, what can I learn from this? How can I gain from this? Because sometimes if you don't view it that way, then you get stuck in this victim mentality of woe is me. I can't believe this hurts so much. And it's so easy to blind because you're in so much pain all the time, right? Right. But like the reality is this is your ordeal. Treat yourself like you're a demigod in Greek mythology. And like mm. this is the trial that you have been put through to become the hero that you are meant to be. You know, if you have to lie to yourself, if you don't even believe that, lie to yourself so you are delusional so that you believe that there's so much greatness in your life that you have to get through all of this right now in order to achieve that. Wow. Um, and I'm not even saying this is like from necessarily a mental or spiritual perspective. Like there's so much science that backs up how this changes your brain and yes. um, how your thoughts end up changing your body and your immune system and all these other things, which we can talk about another day. But, right. you know, every single person has the capacity to do amazing, beautiful things on this planet. Uh, both in small ways and or big ways and like everyone is needed here everyone this world needs so much love it needs so much healing and every single person like you are a part of that you are here to be a part of that it is your choice to participate in or not and get through this holy moly kate that was beautifully said uh grasp onto that folks i mean you're worthy you are all stronger than you know. Just those little baby steps, those little extra. I mean, open up, vulnerable, like uh, just just reaching out for help, wh whether it be through the finances, these grants or Lyme communities or uh, just family, friends, just <sighs> reach out. We're uh, hopefully, uh, yeah. Yeah, by by exhausting, taking these little, it's not even that exhausting, just taking those additional steps will lead to a reprieve at one point or another. And and I loved those perspectives, like that, that perspective of strength and just knowing that this is a moment and it literally can be looked back on gratitude that there are other issues. It's not just some mental, it's not you there's something there's other things i believe us all naturally in a healthy place we wouldn't be depressive we wouldn't i mean no one wants that type mm -hmm. of attention are you kidding me no one wants that no. so there's something else really at the root let's find the root take those take those steps of vulnerability and just those baby steps and things will start to come work on that emotional that spiritual i mean it, it will help guide you undoubtedly um wow all right well terry kate what can a muzzle do to help you amazing ladies i mean word is i mean kate you're still you're on the healing side of things but this is a life battle in a huge way and there's still there's still a lot of out of pocket it seems for everyone so i mean how what can a muzzle do to help you guys well, I think just pay it forward, you know, 
put other people onto this podcast and um, spread the word about Lyme and that we're all here to help each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, you guys will have to check out the show notes, I'm going to try to task Terry and Kate here with a bit of homework. You know, I just, I want to increase my links even, but we will definitely add some amazing documentaries and links to Invita in certain places to, yeah, check out, browse, educate yourself, excuse me, educate yourselves on and kind of help seek or, or lay out some of those baby steps. So, Wow. Thank you so much, Terry and Kate. You guys have been more gracious with your time. Any any last burning desires or we are No, we we just wished all the best for you, James, and that you oh, get you. to your treatment here as soon as possible. So you can get on the other side of this and really be a warrior for God and, and spread awareness about Lyme and treatment. Thank you, Terry. Well thank you, Kate. I can't wait to see you guys in person. I can't wait to, uh, you know, uh, kick off the next one. So just keep me posted. I'd be happy to have either of you on or both of you on anytime. So at the point you have burning desires, please reach out. Bless you, ladies. I hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and uh, we will we will talk soon. You too, James. Take care. Bye. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Thank you all for joining us today. What powerful women. What inspirational women. They got amazing hearts, don't they? Just showing up selflessly to help others. We can all do this here on a muzzle chat and show up for each other. Let's feed off of, I mean the abundance mentality and no more famine let's get out of our pity parties and help help those in need and we'll all be blessed so love you thank you so much for joining us can't wait till next time take care